Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, let's get to our good friend, Dr. Eric Cam, macroeconomist, professor at Ryerson University, and we'll talk about this federal budget of ours. Dr. Cam, you had some thoughts on it, strong thoughts on what we might expect when we spoke last weekend. What do you think about what was delivered? Well, hello, Roy. Um, Well, I have to tell you that what I did is I set my sights low. And as long as you keep the bar very low, then you generally can't be disappointed or unimpressed. But of course, as usually happens with liberal governments, I was wrong. Um, I don't find the budget to be very much of anything. And I made a joke earlier this week on one of your sister stations that to me, it's like going to the dentist, thinking you have three cavities and coming out with two and being happy. But the reality is you still have two cavities. I don't see this budget, Roy, and we can dig into it. I don't see it as a driver for economic growth. And in a lot of ways, what's going on right now, the positivity you're seeing, I think is the fault of the conservatives. They came out and they were so loud and proud for about two weeks saying the spending is going to be out of control. And they gave three digits of billions of numbers. So when the spending comes in at two digits of billions of numbers, people say, okay, well, the spending isn't that bad and it's not out of control. But if you actually go through the budget point by point, it is that bad. The spending is out of control and none, none of the spending that I see is going to give us any economic improvement, Roy. So as I generally do with the these tax and spend budgets, I give them a failing grade. And these uh, tax and spend budgets, if you look at something, if you look at what we lived with uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, the uh, the billions of dollars of deficit was nowhere near, which seems to have become sort of standard and okay in the thinking of a lot of people. We there's there's no there isn't an understanding, I think, uh, Dr. Cam, right across the country and across the spectrum that what you owe, you have to pay back. And if you owe a trillion dollars federal debt, and then you have provincial debt, and you have families who are in debt, it's it's, it's not a recipe for a successful financial reality. It's a recipe for financial disaster. Now, countries like Canada do not and will not go broke. So I would ask the good listenership not to say that one day they will not see the country in receivership. So we must be doing well. We're not be doing we're not doing well. The world is a spectrum and we're supposed to leave a country to our children and our grandchildren. And we are leaving a fiscal financial mess. It is a mess, Roy. And the the debt is never ever going to be repaid. You and I said it two years ago that if they continued with this type of spending, it could never be repaid. And we found that. And so I look at some of the points of the budget, if I may, Roy, and I say to myself, well, I don't see what's here. What here would make you feel good? They put in this 40,000 first time home buyer savings thing. But you know what? That could have been accomplished by just waiving the requirement that you have to pay back your RSP. All the things for zero emissions and green this and green that, well, that's just the carbon tax re-wrapped up in a fancier dress. And we know that this is the wrong time for new taxes. Things like indigenous spending and those type of infrastructures and increased money to the military, yeah, that can make you feel good. It's a feel-good story, but not a driver of economic growth. When you look at what economic growth is, it depends on consumption, it depends on investment, and it depends on government spending. This focuses on one of those, government spending. And if the only part of your economy growing is the public sector, Roy, you and I both know that you're in big trouble. 
Big trouble. And where's the incentive for the private sector to keep on investing and growing in this particular budget? And I'll add one other thing. You mentioned the military and Mr. Trudeau's talks and pledges and Ms. Freeland talks and pledges some $8 billion will be spent on the military. Well, it's very interesting that General Andrew Leslie, who was the commander of the Canadian Army and in fact was a liberal member of parliament, ran for Mr. Trudeau in 2015, stayed a liberal member of parliament until 2019 and then decided not to run again. He tweeted uh, uh, Friday after, or maybe Thursday after the budget, saying, okay, so now they're, and I'm paraphrasing, so they're going to spend $8 billion on the military. So let's take a look at the $12 billion that they decided not to spend or remove from the spending after 2015. How's that up? How's that a win? You take away 12 and you give eight. Roy, it's not a win. There's two examples here of it not being a win. Number one is everyone knows, everybody knows that military spending is low-hanging fruit. You can do it anytime, and you can always make your books look better. But the last time I looked, Manitoba wasn't attacking Ontario. So I'm not exactly sure what this money is going to, unless it's to make the United Nations feel good about themselves. And I'm not sure why Canada is worrying about that when we're in the financial situation we're in. And again, number two, $40,000 to new home buyers. What on God's green earth is $40,000 going to do when 80% of immigrants to the, to the country come to the GTA, come to the 416905? That's going to do nothing to address the supply problem. Oh, no, but then you say the government's committed $2 billion to building new homes. Where? Where are they going to build new homes? They're not going to build them in the 416905. As they say in Yiddish, they're going to go in Yechepetzville. So unless you're willing to, re- to relocate yourself, your family, or your company three hours north, south, east, or west, I don't see how this is a benefit. I don't see how this, go- I'm not going to say it again. This government did not address economic growth. It did not address debt recovery. It was low hanging fruit from top to bottom. We do need to spend money on the military because we have responsibility to defend ourselves. We can't just hide under the American umbrella. And we have an agreement, a NATO agreement, that 2% of our GDP is supposed to go to military spending. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. And Dr. Cam, it isn't going to happen, regardless of what they said on Thursday. That's very true. That's very true. Again, the, and by the way, with GDP creeping up ever so slowly, that requirement is becoming less and less important. You know, one day I want to come on the radio with you, Roy, and tell you all of the positive things I see. And you know what? The good Lord willing, one day we'll do it, but it's not today. No, and then you're going to have me in your class as well. I will be honored to have you sit in my lecture hall anytime in September, Roy. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.